Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. When we start to address failure, we can start then working through the ways of stopping self-doubt behaviours and emotions. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast, where today we are going to be diving into the world of self-doubt or those limiting beliefs that crop up. None of us are immune. Everyone has this at some point in life. I remember the first time that I experienced self-doubt in the workplace, self-doubt in my own mind space and my heart space, and it is not a nice feeling. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you are coming away with five key areas, things that you can do to help to proactively prevent it. And if it does start to happen, then reactively respond. So self-doubt, this is a bit of a crippling feeling. Okay, it's this whole piece of not feeling that we are good enough. This imposter syndrome taking over for many of us and a whole host of many other emotions that get linked to this self-criticism and judgment inside our own mind space. Now, as a female who regularly has fought with never feeling good enough, yes, I have been there, the kind of self inner perfectionist that is always there, the self-judgment and everything that I would ever deliver and say or do, that inner perfectionist was just absolutely tormented for years when I was in corporate life for fear of what others would think and for fear of my deep-rooted scarcity mindset that actually, what if I got found out one day that I wasn't the one that had the most insert thing here, knowledge, skills, experience. And it just became crippling. The more and more that we jump into this, the more that we start to then think, okay, I'm not good enough to do this, or I'm not the best person for this, and I'm not going to go for that promotion, or I'm not going to launch that new thing or that product because someone else is doing it better than me. But then we've got to take this reframe, right? This whole piece of It's only in our mind space that we start to think these things, that we're not good enough, we don't know what we're doing, we're not qualified enough or skilled enough, and all of a sudden it's noise, it's just noise. So recently I was actually having a dinner date with a friend and her and I were chatting about how more corporates are stepping forward and bringing more corporate awareness around menopause, which is brilliant right? Bringing more of this um, training, lunch and learn sessions, training senior leaders and management and how to recognise menopause, how to then support team members through menopause. And it just, it was brilliant. We had a really detailed conversation. And then she said to me, you know, it's really interesting. You came up in a conversation at work. Now we used to work together, apparently, and I suppose this is where the self-limiting belief would have absolutely annihilated me had I heard this years ago. But having done that inner work, it was one of these things that I was able to just send love to and release. So what she shared with me was I'd come up in a conversation where this particular employer is looking for enhancements in their own employee well-being. And my friend had raised that I could come in and do some managerial training or we could do and host some lunch and learn sessions and, you know, do what we needed to do to bring that support in-house. 
And one of the panel members, who is also female, had then said, I don't think that Adele is qualified enough. And I thought, wow, that's a hard hitter. You know, that that's really rough, isn't it, to hear that? Like I say, previously, that would have really deeply triggered me. It would have really deeply sent me into this spiral of, yeah, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm not qualified enough. Maybe I don't know enough. Maybe I'm not the best person for this. And yeah, probably reflecting on it, there was a bit of a trigger until I realised that my trigger within any of this at this time now is not coming from a place of upset or anxiety. It's coming from a place of frustration that this particular corporate employer was once my employer and the woman that made the comment was once someone that I worked with. So again, we sit in this space where others will have their own views and their own misconceptions in this case, but something that we get to do is take full ownership and responsibility for then how we feel and how we allow that to either instill in us or love and release. And I chose the latter love and release. So self-doubt is something that each of us will face in stages of our lives. But learning how that shows up is really important for us, how it makes us feel, maybe the triggers around it and how we get to then box that back up inside our super, super powerful mind and release that with love. So I want to share with you today some ways that you can do this. Okay, you're not always going to feel confident. You're going to have to, however, be okay with managing that discomfort in order to get through this at times. You don't have to completely eradicate the fear from your life. It's going to show up. Hey, new ideas can be this beautiful, exciting phase for a few seconds. And then the brain kicks in and starts going, but what if? What if we fail? What if we can't do it? What if nobody buys the thing? What if nobody shows up? But this is a part of the journey, a part of the discomfort is being able to get through those thoughts. Those are your self-limiting thoughts. They are something that you will either believe or you will be able to just let go. And it's about acknowledging, being able to acknowledge and being able to then have the tools in your toolbox to what I call bob and weave. We are going to bob and weave our way through self-doubt and get it stopped. All right. So this is what will help you go above and beyond where others sometimes do not ever get to reach to. What if I said to you that you were born 100% confident and able to try all the things that you wanted to try without any self-judgment, without anything coming in your way process or your brainwaves or connections or neural pathways to say you can't. You're 100% born confident, but over time, you've learned self-doubt. Your experiences as a child and into adulthood shape how you show up and how you feel in situations that cause discomfort or anxiety responses. Oh my God, that's hard, isn't it? It's a rough one. So we actually learn our way through how to become self-limiting. It's crazy, isn't it? So we have influencers in our lives, They play a huge, huge role. And sometimes these are people that we are surrounded with constantly as children growing up. They might be adult members. They might be parental figures. Also as well, a big one in this is the language that is used around us. Okay, throughout our lives. Another big one is affection. Yeah, have we got this attachment style? Are we able to receive affection or give affection? And it's a big one for us human beings, right? We learn that in order for us to be loved or 
to be in a place of being able to give love, affection plays a massive role on that. And as children, you can certainly witness this and how some children will show up and that they show up in this whole pleasing perfectionist manner of in maybe in order to feel loved and to be given affection, the child will learn that they have to behave. They have to do what they are told. They have to sit quietly when asked not to speak. And this behavioural is then learned over time. So the psychology part of all of this is something that as an adult, you have learned throughout childhood. You've witnessed, you've experienced and you've been part of. And that's how we then start to behave in certain ways. And for me personally, this is where my hello inner perfectionism came from. Now, I used to laugh and joke about the fact that when I was in corporate, I would be referred to as the Monica And for anybody that has watched Friends, I'm showing my age now, you'll be familiar with how Monica was always uber organised to a point that it bothered people. That was me. I also thought that it was partly to do with my Virgo star sign. Virgos are very well organised, very good organisers. And that, again, for me, always felt like a big strength. Yeah, I'm the Monica Virgo. But actually learning about myself, this also became my vice. That inner perfectionist never allowed me to flourish and grow. That inner perfectionist is always inside of me and she always needs to be sent love and released. Because it's in that inner perfectionism when we show up in that mindset that we actually procrastinate AF and don't get things done for fear of failure. So where this learned behavior comes into it, say for example, you start your dream business or you gather up the confidence to just go for the thing you wanna do. The business fails, I've been there. This is not my first rodeo running a business. And this self-doubt shows up as our defense mechanism. And at that time, we're kind of like a bit thankful, bit resentful. But then the next time that we get presented with an opportunity, that's maybe similar or has similarities to that remembrance, that emotional feeling of failure, our brain then steps into that situation and reminds us of how badly things went that first time around. And then we try to overcome those self-limiting beliefs and doubts again. And we try to think about how, you know, it's not going to be the same this time I've learned, but it also puts us back into the emotional past. And all of a sudden we go from, I can and feeling badass and powerful to, oh, I don't think I can do this in a matter of seconds. Hello, brain. Hello, risk protection mode. So we need to be able to learn how we can appreciate our brain for its purpose, but also help our brain to connect with our heart space and give it so much love and abundance that it literally just surrenders into the flow and says, do you know what? Let's just go for this. Like we are all in. Let's do it. Now that we appreciate how this happens to us, that we learn this from decades of life and it stems from when we start to address failure, we can start then working through the ways of stopping self-doubt behaviours and emotions. So I want to share with you five key stages, five key steps to this. And actually, as part of this, you're getting a guide this week. How cool is that? So as part of your guide, if you head below, there is a click link in our show notes. You can just add your name and email address to that click link. You will join my newsletter. So let's be completely honest and transparent with us. 
and the weekly newsletter that you receive will give you beautiful updates and always give you value. So you are going to be so thankful that your brain around allowed you to sign up. You are going to then get sent the guide that accompanies this and it's got all of this information inside. So number one, identify what's holding you back. Where's your limiting beliefs stemming from or coming from or originating from? Are they money scarcity? Are they linked to money limiting beliefs? Because maybe as a child growing up, money was a bit scarce in your household. And maybe this brought on a sense of, I can't ask for anything, therefore I can't want anything. Therefore, as an adult, when I'm asked about my vision for myself, or I'm asked to create a vision board of where I want to be in the next five or 10 years, you literally cannot think. You, you just do not have that vision because you've learned this behaviour throughout childhood that actually money was scarce in your household and therefore not abundant. Therefore, why have these aspirational things when you can't ask for them knowing you won't get them? And this can bring a sense of then not being good enough to create that dream or that vision. And there's also a part to be said for this, that if we are consistently living in this peace of mind of always dreaming, always wanting, always visioning this thing, whether it's a house or a physical item, any physical item really, it could be anything, that we're not truly connected in our soul's purpose of happiness. I'll let you think on that one. So it's so much then about having the skills and the knowledge for us to be able to do something with identifying what's holding you back. And if you innately feel super detached from life, you are not going to be able to progress through the next four steps. So the first invitation in all of this is to identify what is it that's holding you back from progressing and saying yes to the opportunities, to taking the first step and starting the business or the project or the hobby or the thing. What is it that's holding you back? Then we can move into number two, to show up for yourself. How often do you give yourself positive self-talk? Oh, this is one of my favourites for me personally, and also for my clients. When we get introduced to affirmations, affirmations come in this beautiful, powerful statement, I am, and then with a powerful phrase or word after that. So maybe it's an affirmation of love. Maybe it's an affirmation of happiness and self-connection. A few of my favorites, let me share them with you. I do this every morning in the shower because again, like anyone, I am an entrepreneur, a woman in business, solo entrepreneur, working on my own. And from time to time, I have self-limiting beliefs. They show up, they cripple, they make me think about, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? And <laughs> what have I committed to launching next? And all of a sudden it's this whole wave of emotion of, am I actually capable of doing this? So ladies, if you're listening to this, we all get these moments. But what I've learned sometimes the hard way. I don't want you to have to do that. I've learned that when we actually gift ourselves the abundance of affirmation of happiness, connection, love, self-positive talk, it really changes the neural pathways and the chemistry inside our brain, between our brain and our heart. And that connection becomes so powerful that nothing, nothing can derail. So here's a couple of my favorites. I am worthy. I am capable. I am powerful. I am the best at what I do. I am showing up in my truth and purpose. And reminding ourselves of all of these affirmations 
it settles the brain and it fuels the heart and the sacral gut space of hell yes we are we are a badass I go in the shower sometimes feeling very fragile in the morning and thinking oh my gosh what have I got myself into and I come out the shower going holy effing s I am so game for today bring it on here I come so it's the difference between it's almost like a time machine stepping into the shower and washing away all that self-limiting belief and doubt and stepping out of the shower cleansed and ready to face. And I love it. So this one right here, this is how I've built and continue to build and grow my business with full-on success and abundance with affirmations like this every single day without fail. So number two, show up for yourself. Number three, cheerleaders, not naysayers. Oh, we all have them, right? We all have some naysayers in our life. So I'm asking you the question, who are you surrounding yourself with these days? Okay, this is a big one. Because what we need to consider here is how we are gaining support. Okay, are these individuals supporting us with energy, love, encouragement, abundance? Or are they showing up as a naysayer and draining, pulling, taking, showing up in lack? Okay, and those that lift you up, are your cheerleaders. So look at these people around you and who you surround yourself with. It's always choice. One kind of caveat to that, I suppose, is family members. Sometimes we can't get away from some of the not so positive talk and bringing on their own self-limiting beliefs into your space. We've all had this, yeah? And I love my parents dearly, but we've all had this moment where a loved one particularly parents, can show up with their own self-limiting doubts and beliefs and they can mirror them onto you. They can pass them over by saying, oh yeah, that's maybe a bit of a risky one to do. I don't know if I would do that. Or yeah, I don't think you can build a business online because they don't understand the online marketplace. So this is about you understanding where do you feel that fire energy? Where do you get built up from inside? And who are your cheerleaders? Let's spend more energy time with them and a little bit less time with those naysayers. All right, this is important. So surrounding yourself with positivity as much as you can. Number three, cheerleaders, not naysayers. Then number four, practice self-cares and breathe. When you're in modern life, like right now, even listening to this right now, you're probably not breathing properly. How crazy is it that we have to learn and take time to breathe properly? We tend to shallow breathe and especially under times of acute stress or strain, we might even hold our breath and not know we're doing it. So this can cause enormous amounts of lack inside the body and the brain. And I would really encourage you to consider that taking on a moment of mindful, present here and now breath can make the world of difference to your self-limiting belief moment. So if you find that this is coming on and you find a little bit detached and out of control, a tool for your toolbox is placing a hand on your heart space and taking a deep breath in through your nose for the count of three. Holding that breath ever so slightly to just connect and feel your heartbeat and then breathing out through your mouth for the count of six. And as you release the breath, you'll feel your diaphragm, your diaphragmatic breathing taking control and helping to empty the lungs of any air that's still present. And repeating this breath, breathing in for three and holding that breath slightly at the top 
and then releasing that breath out your mouth for the count of six. You're taking back control. You're allowing for any enormous bouts of self-doubt or lack or worry or fear or anxiety or upset or sadness inside your body and brain to just be silenced. So I feel invitation at any time for you to do these three breaths in, six breaths out. Point number four, practice self-cares and breathe. We've covered four out of five, but the big truth in all of this is that there is no magic pill to take away self-doubt. This has to be you. You have to work this through and you have to appreciate that you either get to take the left-hand turn or you get to take the right-hand turn. And on the left-hand turn, self-limiting beliefs and doubts will take They'll they'll clamp, they'll take a hold of you and you will be feeling like you are a caged bird with your wings clipped, just existing, just there each day with dreams and hopes and visions, but never really getting to feel what they're like to be achieved. Or you can take that right turn. You can use some of these five steps. We've covered four already. And you can start to try and look at, well, maybe if I just do this one thing. So maybe Adele mentioned about identifying what's holding me back as point number one. Am I clear on what that is? And then when we have that clarity, we can start working through point two to show up for ourselves. Those positive affirmations each day. Beautiful, powerful things. Number three, getting those cheerleaders around us and surrounding ourselves with such high vibe energy. And then point four, practicing self-cares and breathing proactively and reactively. And this is where you get to be the biggest success factor in this. Okay, so awareness is is the first point in it. But then we get to look at number five, getting support if you're struggling and serious about evolving this past cycle of lack and doubt. So rather than kind of squirreling around in the darkness, trying to figure out where you need to go with this, it's knowing that there are people out there that can support you. There are people out there that can help you to achieve all of these pointers and more so that you are able to live in a life of happiness and abundance rather than being that bird in a cage with clipped wings. So let me just re-emphasize the five points in total. Number one, identify what is holding you back. Number two, show up for yourself. Number three, cheerleaders, not naysayers. Number four, practice self-cares. And number five, get support. And my question to you, as we come to the end of this episode today, is why do you carry self-doubt. Why do you doubt yourself? Why do you doubt yourself? There's nobody else like you in this world. You are unique, you are a miracle, and you are capable of everything you ever want, way, way more capable than you'll ever know. And you've just got to allow yourself to see, to feel, to experience, and most importantly, surrender to your truth and your abilities. This is exactly what I did on the 25th of June, 2021, when I stepped into my own truth and put my limiting beliefs behind me to go all in on my online business. That same year, I grew and had a team. I'd established relationships with significant influence in the industry. I had the work-life balance that I had only ever dreamed of. And I'd also matched my corporate salary. So what are you disallowing in your life by giving self-doubt access to your energy, to your heart, And most importantly, to your life currency. And that is a big thing for me. It's a huge value, life currency. We know that this this is our time. This is time. And every single day, that time gets a little bit less for us. Every day you waken for a fresh day ahead is a blessing and a gratitude. But you never get that day back. So are you ready 
to stop self-doubt and find out what you're truly here for, truly capable of. Are you ready? All of you powerful badasses hitting into this space right now, hitting the ball out the park or ready to hit the ball out the park, I see you. And I'm making a very powerful invitation right now to send me, whether that's through an email, whether that's through social media, send me a message with the word ready. And I would love for you to join me stopping self-doubt the next steps. As always, it is a massive pleasure and it's such an energetic high for me to get to come and to do this with you each week. I get to call it work. How cool is that? So I want to just say a massive big thank you from the bottom of my heart that this gets to be my work and I get to give massive amounts of gratitude to, to you for showing up, for showing up and listening, for showing up and leaving a review and a rating and for sharing with others out there. Because the more we grow, the more we can reach other ladies around this beautiful, vibrant, abundant place in this world. And the more that we get to really eradicate this self-doubt. So if this is something that has resonated with you, if this is something that you felt really called to finding out more on, this is what I do. So reach out. All you have to do is tell me you're ready and we'll have a chat. So open a DM and let's go. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing, to help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.